Welcome to the SNA Live podcast, hosted by Three the Hard Way. This is for the culture. Black and Latinx, where you at? What's good, Cigar Fam, and happy motherfucking New Year. It's your boy Seaway, and welcome to SNA Live, the show not just about cigars and cigar lounges, but life in general. Because if you're in a nice ass cigar lounge with your peoples and only talking about cigars, then you miss the whole motherfucking point. We're recording live as always from Smoking Ashes, Cigars, and Haberdashery, the hottest cigar lounges in these United States. With me as always are my partners in crime, the GM and Leaks. Say what's up to the people. What's good? What's going on, fam? Blessed to be here. Happy New Year. We can now be seen on one institution media's platform as we are now part of the OIM family. Today's episode, we are kicking off season three, episode number one, entitled The Hate in Your Backyard. We're going to be talking about all the hip-hop entertainers that we've lost over the years that got murdered in their own hood. We're also going to be talking about why, more so than any other genre, hip-hop artists feel the need to go back to the hood that they grew up in after they blow up. We're also going to be introducing a new segment for the people. It's called This Can't Be Life, where we're going to just profile just some crazy shit that just happened over the, the past week that where you're just like, really? Really? Yeah. This is what we're doing? This is what hot in the streets? Now. This is what hot in the streets right now? This is what we're doing right now. And we're also bringing back What You Rocking With, uh, a favorite of ours. We usually end the, uh, end the podcast on that segment. And with that being said, as usual, cut your stick, light them up, and let's get it popping. Welcome to SNLA Live, a podcast like no other. Featuring three the hard way. You, you want it, you got it. Yes, yes. We are back for season three. Who's that peeping through my window, pal? Look at me now. Hating your backyard because popping off can get your ass popped off, evidently. But right now it's the perfect time to get your seat, get your drink, get your stick, and let's rock. Yes, sir. We here, baby. We, we can actually it. cross our legs now. Yes, yeah, so yeah. we want. For those who are listening, you missed out. First of all, you missed out on our beautiful mugs. But in, in addition to that, you're missing out on our new layup. Like, this is so, GM, I got to give you props, man. This was your idea. You can see the, of the idea for the new layout and how we were going to do this. And if you haven't been to the lounge lately, we've, we've upgraded. We've stepped it up another notch to keep the haters on their toes and to keep the fans just keep loving us. Or keep the fans at the doors. <laughs> I like that. So we basically use the new setup for our podcast now. So then when you come to the lounge, obviously it's not going to look like this, right? We, we moved a couple of chairs around to get the setup. But in general... This is going to be our setup for now on for the podcast. And as you can see, we are much more comfortable. Oh, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. These chairs, so the, the, so the chairs that we're setting in are the chairs in, in the members section. Oh, that's another thing we got to tell the people. We are now officially a members-only lounge. That's correct. That is correct. So if you've been here, had a good time before, and are not a member, I guess the only question is, what are you waiting for? 
sign up. I'll let your boys. Email us, call us, stop by in person. What was that movie? That was it Scream? Was it, what are you waiting for? <laughs> right, was it yeah. scary movie? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting scary for? Scary movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary do movie. It, do it. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Yo, on a random note, they're making another Scream sequel. <laughs> I saw it, bro. I know, I saw it. Yo, it's out of hand, though. You know what it is, though? It's the epitome of us not being creative enough yeah. to, to make something new. Well, actually, you know what? I, I was, Which I is was, why we spoke about our topic, 1984, our yeah, last exactly, season. Exactly. Because it was the... It was the, the, the epi- of creativity. Well, well yes, correct. Yeah. It definitely was. And like we've lost errors like that. Yeah. Like, those errors don't exist. No, because I think it's, it's two things. I think people aren't as creative or the, 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 the studio execs are just afraid to take a chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, think about the concept of Ghostbusters. That shit, like on paper, it's just like, what the fuck are we doing? But if you if you know yeah. the quality of the actors, you know what I'm saying? Correct. The, the, the comedy that's behind it, the actors, the, 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 the story, Bill Murray alone, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, Especially you have to, that time. exactly, you kind of have to take a, a leap of faith sometimes yeah, just, just to know that, look, on paper, maybe not. Because if you had three lame dudes, you know what I'm saying, to play the role of, uh, uh, you know, um, Spangler and Egon, Egon and all and that. And yeah, and like it wouldn't have worked, but it's like it's the it's the people behind it. So sometimes like the idea is creative, you just gotta you know give a little give a little confidence behind but it. But they don't do that anymore. They take the short shot bet and what they do is they rely heavily on technology. Yeah. Like they put their money they I'm not gonna say that they don't spend, but they just spend it on the graphic part. Yeah. Though. Yeah. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, those uh, Avengers movies was fucking crazy. I mean they're insane. But at the same time, it could be both. You can have Avengers movies and you can have well, Friday, where you don't have to spend a big ass budget. Exactly. Some great actors in there. Exactly. And a good storyline. Exactly. Exactly. But they don't take risks like that mm-hmm. anymore. So that they and don't. not even that. Before just the last thing I'll say is, you can't do movies the way we used to watch them growing up anymore. What I mean by that is like, you think they could do Step Brothers and the other guys <laughs> over again right now? That how culturally yeah. wrong it's everything is. Yeah. In those yeah. They it's the cancel culture exactly. So there's no way in hell we'll be able to make movies the way that we used to. Because they're scared to test the waters. So the music video Boats and Hoes wouldn't fly now? Boats and Hoes would definitely not fly, man. <laughs> definitely wouldn't fly, man. Oh, man. So let's get into it, man. Season one, epi- uh, sorry, season three, episode one. Yeah. Before we get into our topics, we're talking about what we're drinking and what we're smoking. And... Uh, Let's uh, start it off with you, man. What, what are you smoking in this particular episode? So I'm smoking a brand that's very, I would say it's a sleeper. It's this brand, Hiram and Solomon. Hiram and Solomon cigars made at the Placencia factory. This uh, was, the blend is made by David Blanco. Shout out to David Blanco. Um, but I, I call him a sleeper because every cigar that they've put out, I enjoy. I mean, it's just me. Again, everybody's palate is different, but I've enjoyed all their cigars. But today... I'm smoking the Traveling Man. Uh, this is a Sumatra wrapper, an Indonesian binder, and, Indonesia. and then the filler is very interesting. You have filler from Jalapa, Brazil, and Dominican Republic. So okay. you got a little bit of everything in there. Huh. A lot of stuff going on here. It seems, I, I don't want to say it's going to be a very complex cigar yet because I read the reviews and some people said it didn't change much. It but goes flat after a while? It goes, not even flat, it's just, 
It's just that one consistent flavor. It doesn't change much. So it doesn't no go flat. Change. There's no nuance change. There's no complexities to it. Complex. You would think with all these different fillers in here, you, it would. Especially I mean, with the, the Brazilian throwing yeah, in. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's kind of like a little curveball, but okay. Yeah, so I had this maybe two years ago, so I don't remember. So again, I'm just, this is going to be like the first time. Um, I do know it's like a good medium, um, really good construction. All Hiram Solomon cigars and Placencia are really you know, you can't you can't uh, can't go wrong with their, their construction. Really good burn. I did a V cut with this. This is I'm smoking a torpedo. Yeah, it's a torpedo. Yeah, it's a torpedo. Yeah. So um, yeah, man. Again, I'm a big fan. Shout out to uh, Josh, our rep. We actually have here Solomon here at the lounge now. Josh, shout out to you know you and Cigar and the Good Life. You can hit him up on Instagram, Cigars and the Good Life. Um, so yeah, and look out for Smoking Ashes. We'll be doing here in the Solomon event sometime this year, hopefully yes, in the spring, and uh, should be a nice little thing. So look out for that on Instagram. Cool, cool. GM, what you smoking, brother? So um, I heard a lot of stuff about this cigar in particular. It's a limited release. Come to find out, they only made 1,750 boxes of each Vitola, and they only made like three Vitolas. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, this is the Crown Heads Las Calaveras mm-hmm. 2021 edition. Um, this cigar so far, um, you know, I've only lit it. You can see I'm only about maybe a quarter inch through. Yeah. Uh, the construction on it is crazy. The cold draw on it, is, you, can, you can taste uh, some of the earthy notes to it through the cold draw. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I'm a fan of construction when it comes to a cigar, too. You know, you always like the way it either sits in your hand or the way it sits, whether, you know, you cut a straight cut or a V-cut, how you sit it on the... I, I hold mine with my teeth, you know what I mean? So, you know, uh, you know, it's very comfortable for me to do it that way. Uh, but the cigar itself, it has an Ecuadorian Sumatra Scudo wrapper. And it's got Nicaraguan binders and fillers throughout. Um, but again... It's a beautiful uh, tribute to on the cigar. They put two gold coins on each side to um, commemorate the lost ones that they've known throughout the past, and especially this past year through COVID and stuff. Mm. So Crownheads put the gold coins which, on Which the is side. so fitting considering the topic it, of conversation for well, today, yeah. today's podcast. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, You're I was subconscious. Yeah. Like you're thinking on different levels. Well, bro. maybe, Don't maybe. shortchange yourself, brother. Ha- <laughs> tapped into another realm. But again, I thought it was just cool because they put these coins on there. And again, it's a 2021 release, so... I had the Lancero. Enjoyed it. So again... Highly enjoyed it. I'm a big fan of Crown Heads. Uh, I, I really love their Mildias. You know, the, the... Yeah, the La Creme is another one. So, I mean, there's a couple of them. But, um... I would suggest heavily if you guys are out there try this cigar while it lasts because like I said there's only 1,750 boxes made so you can find one here definitely available at Smoke and Ashes 200 Wool Raven Drive T-Neck, New Jersey 07666 that's right man so again this was a great uh, great cigar I mean if you guys are into the Nicaraguans definitely uh, try this one uh, then Crown Heads hit it out the box with that man. and on that note Conway what are you smoking bro? So I have the Jaime Garcia Reserva Especial by my father. So it's a classic right there. Classic. I haven't dipped into the my father line too much. Classic cigar. We started but, with those. Yeah, we, we started with yeah, those in the beginning. Yeah, yeah okay. Because yeah. my father is more of like a staple. Yeah, it definitely company, is. You know, so it they've been is. around for a while. It definitely that's is. a classic right there. That is. So it's a broadleaf wrapper, Nicaraguan, long fillers. Which uh, make up the binder and filler. Um, the first couple pulls, I was like, 
a little underwhelmed. I was like, eh, okay. Now, for those that don't smoke cigars a lot, sometimes your first couple pulls are not indicative of what the total experience is going to be. Sometimes you just have to kind of let it develop. So I've been smoking long enough to know, like, okay, it didn't hit me at first, but it doesn't mean game over. It just means, like, let it open up a little something. So I did. And in the time you guys have been talking about your cigars, it's opening up a little something because it's supposed to have notes of espresso, pepper, earth, and cedar. So the first couple pulls, I'm like, all right, I'm getting the pepper. You always gonna get the pepper. In the beginning. Yeah. My father's cigars, you're gonna get the pepper. I'm like, I'm not getting no espresso, right no earth. I'm like, what is going on? And then fifth or sixth pull, the espresso, the subtleness starts to kick in, and the earthiness starts to kick in. I'm like, ah, okay. See what you guys are doing. I see what you guys are doing. Okay, okay. And it's not a heavier smoke as I thought it was going to be, considering the um, the broadleaf wrapper. But because it's Nicaraguan binder and filler, it definitely has that, that earthy smoothness that I like. Like, mm-hmm. And I've said this before on, on, on the pod. He's biased. We all are. I think. Nicaraguan yeah. is my, my go-to. <laughs> That's all of us for the most part. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. is that? Is that, is that a Robusto? It's a Bellicoso. Bellicoso. Okay. Yeah. Much like our house blends that are all the rave. If you haven't been here, you miss it out. Like when when a spot and I said this before on the pod too, but it's season three, we might have new you know new listeners. You can tell a spot is an on point spot when they have made sure their house blend is on point, as opposed to just like some throwaway shit that they just put on the shelf. Just throwing it on there, just man. Be like oh, it's a house blend. You know? They'll smoke anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's such smoking. a terrible mind frame to have for anyone Because the, the house blend is typically a little less expensive than your, your your name brand cigars. So people, I think, sometimes are like, well, we're only going to charge like $7 to $8 for it anyway. So put out anything. Put out some yeah. chop. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, that says something about your establishment. Yeah. The care and, and the thoughtfulness behind. Absolutely. And we took our time with that. We didn't just, you know, go No, nah, we didn't. We didn't. No, took our no time. but. And to be real with you, that thing could fucking go against. Yeah. And I've had I had a couple name, people told I've had a couple people told me that joints. I had a couple people told me that because yeah. I had a couple as well. They said that they would match that, and I won't throw names out. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, would yeah. match that house blend of ours to a lot of brands that mm-hmm. you all smoke consistently. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's not to really throw us up there and big us up, but it's really out there to really big us up. <laughs> <laughs> and, to, and to bring you in to buy it. <laughs> Real talk. You have Real to try talk. this stuff. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that, right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, GM, uh, you you were the one that uh, procured. The beverage of the evening. Yeah. So tell the people what we're sipping on today. So uh, big shout out to Lafroy. I mean, they. For me, I'm, I'm a big space side. You know, Scotch kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ironically, and this is why I'm glad because you, you, you and me were talking off uh, air beforehand, and how uh, you know your initial taste to it, and how it was hitting with you, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because when I read you the notes. That this really does have mm-hmm. You're probably gonna look at me like I, ha- I had five heads Yeah I'm not a scotch guy But yeah go All ahead Alright so For one This is the Lafroy Quarter Cask You can find this bottle It's on sale In your local uh, liquor store Nominally priced I mean for scotch Especially a single malt It's priced between 70 and 80 dollars Depending on your store mm-hmm. uh, So you know I'm giving you the price point So you can pre-plan Your Friday night If you're uh, You know this is the part of the podcast where the, boo- where the, where the hate motherfuckers is like, these bougie motherfuckers. <laughs> well, listen. Typically between $70 and $80, and it's like, what? Man, I can spend a cool twenty seven ninety nine for some crown. 
Yeah, you definitely can. You know what I mean? Uh, um, you Teach know. us all. Teach us all. Yes, yes, everyone has a palate. Everyone has a budget, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, yeah. though, uh, for me, when it comes to smoking and drinking, if I'm going to waste my liver space and I'm going to waste my lung space, I'm going to smoke good and drink good. Exactly. There you go. So, um, you're going to, you know, you don't want to put shit in your system. But anyway, it's a quarter cask. And what's funny about this is that what they do is they, they start the maturing process out in old bourbon barrels. And then throughout the process of the years, they mix down and they bring them down to smaller barrels that are also aged bourbon barrels. And think about it, that's where the court, the term quarter cast comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like an old historic type of uh, old school, yeah. way that they did it, especially yeah. in Lafarge. So um, it's like a tribute to them, you know? And they also then sit in American oak bag, uh, American oak barrels. Okay. And the American oak barrels is where you get the flavors of coconut, banana, and vanilla. Let's see. So it shows you that you have to have a developed palate when it comes to drinking certain scotches. It's easier to figure out, like, remember the more inland ones that we yeah. were talking about? Yep. Yep. They tend to have a little bit more of that. Wow, the banana, I definitely just Did you really get it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really? I'm not even lying because you said I just sat there. I really did. I was just drinking it first. I just did a real taste test. Yeah. So you know what also probably helps too? Sometimes when the scotch is too much for you, yeah. like what you did, oh, you, drop, you put, put a drop ice, ice cube. Just one ice cube. Sometimes though, that opens, it, opens up. it up. It opens it up. Yeah, yeah. You know, the does. same way you wait for a cigar That's to open up. I let it sit for a little while. So I'm glad that you were able to taste that. Now, Conway, since that Jamie cigar has that spice, spice to it, mm-hmm. the, 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 the undertone of the, the scotch should pair very well with what you're smoking. I know with I, what I have, this this Nicaraguan is very fucking like, you know, it hits. So you can you can drink almost anything with this cigar. By the way, you know what I mean? Okay. I don't know about you. I, I had I had to learn this one. Nah, this you have to have some. This is it's a little dry. It's dry. It's a little dry. So you can't drink anything with it. You exactly. need something a little bit sweeter. Exactly sweet to be yep. able to come. Okay. Yep. And what that about that? That probably goes goes good with a rum. rum. Yeah, probably yeah, a yeah. rum. And what about that one? Like, it's going perfect. It's perfect. So again, peanut butter and jelly over here, man. Uh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so again, what we tried to do is take take a little bit more time this season and, and explain a little bit more about the experience that we're doing with, you know, our cigars. And if we're going to pair them, we want to pair them correctly to the way it matches with us. Yeah. Remember, there's the, you know everyone's going to have a different experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we try to give you as much information as possible when it comes to this. No doubt. Sure, no doubt. Sure. Yo, before we move into to the first topic. It's sitting on the table. We might as well just shout out Marvelous Waters. So, yes, yeah, so uh, speaking of, uh, you guys can see clearly our one of our sponsors throughout the season for season three, Marvelous Waters will be spo- our sponsors for our water and our, you know, to help us, you know, make sure we stay uh, hydrated, hydrated yeah. you know what I mean, throughout Al- the process. Al- alkaline. It's a high alkaline, alkaline though, yes. 9.5 pH keep, in there. Keep us hydrated. So, yes, you know, big shout outs to Marvelous. Black on too. Yes. Shout out to Marv. Yeah, yes, big, big. That's one of the most hustling dudes I've ever seen in my life, bro. I, I respect uh, Marv, that. Marv, right? That dude's a hustler. Yeah, he's yeah. on his grind. Marv, he's is, on his Marv grind, is a friend bro. of the family Marv, what up? You know what I mean? So, uh, Marvelous Waters, again, will be a sponsor for our hydration throughout season three. And you'll see the bottles. You know, throughout the sets, throughout the whole season, and you know, drop a commercial once in a while. But if you guys can check them out, Marvelous Waters, on uh, your lo- on all of your platforms. And again, like you said, big up to Marv, man. Yeah, yeah. Sure. So let's get into it, man. It's crazy when I was doing like a little bit of research for this particular episode. So the first topic is hip hop entertainers who've gotten who who've, we've lost got murdered in their own hood and when i was going back and just looking at the list i'm just like damn man like 
the amount of dudes and the crazy part is the the first website that i went to it pulled up a list and i'm going through the names and i'm like okay now granted you, you guys know we're all new yorkers up here we don't know about a lot of local down south rappers mm-hmm. So a lot of the names, not a lot, but a few of the names on the list, I, did, I had no idea who they were. They were out of the South. So I was like, I don't know how many people are going to recognize these names. So I just went with the more prolific names, okay. the, the more well-known names. But even then, I'm just like, damn, they missed a couple. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just was like. That's the sad part. Yeah. And I just was like, damn, man, this shit, this shit is crazy. Not just down South, too. You got Midwest, Chicago, Detroit. You yes. LA, yes. too. LA dudes, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I'm saying the down south dudes are the ones that I didn't oh, readily you are, know. You are, okay, I like, got you. I got like you. they would there would be names. Where I'm just like I, I never heard of this person, so I'm not gonna be able to speak on it. You know what I'm saying? So and and not you know no disrespect to that particular entertainer. No, it's just you know we're we're New York dudes. Yeah, um, and we're a little older. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Especially for the modern, yeah, yeah. The more in the modern day artists. Like, yeah, yeah. A big. And listen, like you said, please forgive us if we do forget somebody. Yeah, it's yeah. not any disrespect. I mean. It, unfortunately, it's a topic that I even hate saying that, you know, there's a possibility we miss people because it yeah, just shows yeah. that that's how many. Yeah. So, you know, nothing is done, in, you know, on purpose. We just, you know. And then at the same time, a lot of these artists were up and coming. They weren't really big yet. They weren't mm-hmm. big yet. They weren't yeah, big yet. So, true. you know, we didn't have the opportunity to, that's another thing. to enjoy them. Yet. So I'm going to just say your name just to start the whole thing off, which is like one of the first dudes. This goes back to 87. Mm-hmm. Do you know what name I'm about to say? Uh. Yes. 87. No, I'm not. Uh, oh, wait. I should have wrote it. I didn't write it down because it He's was. He's got so multiple old. names. No. No, no, I know you told me. I'm going to I'm gonna give you three letters. Ready? BDP. Yeah, he's from the. Is this Scott LaRock? Scott LaRock. That's what yeah. I said, multiple names. Oh, I thought you meant like he goes by Scott LaRock. <laughs> no, he goes no, by no, this no, name. No. Oh, you meant like his like name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Scott LaRock, bro. Yeah. Scott yeah. LaRock. So, for those that don't know, so everybody knows Karis One. Yes. And. What people don't remember is he didn't come out as a solo artist. He came out as a group, and the group's name was Boogie Down Productions. BDP. He's from the Boogie Down Bronx, like us. And his DJ was DJ Scott LaRock. Yeah. What I did not remember up until very, very recently was they barely were out when he got killed. Yeah, it was right in the beginning, the inception stage of them. Yeah, really he never really got a chance to see. What, what, no, that's why they always talked about him. That's why the they songs. kept his name. Kept his yeah. names the only songs. way you knew about him was because they kept his names alive in yeah. the songs. And every time they talked, like in interviews, when they would be on route with Ralph McDaniel, whatever. Yeah, they, Scott yeah. LaRock. Scott. That's why his name was a household name. And, and for those that don't know, because of this whole versus thing and, 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 and the, the live DJing that was going on, D Nice made a, a name for himself last year during the pandemic. He's the dude that replaced Scott LaRock as, as the DJ with, with, oh. with BDP. Um, so just a little quick little background. He wasn't even in a beef. He was trying to help out somebody else and squash some shit and caught a bullet to the head. kind of how it happens, man. Unfortunately. Damn. That shit is crazy. So he didn't even get a chance really. So in a, in a sort of way, it kind of doesn't follow the whole narrative because he never really made it out to even be able to come back. But... He was up and coming. Yeah. Well, it was still good to mention, like you said, especially coming yeah. from the Bronx and yeah. you know, had, had the backdrop mention. on the story. It, he is the first, technically, the first hip hop artist to go down. So mm-hmm. yeah. you kind of have to mention it, regardless exactly. of it. Exactly. Exactly. Going with that, I, I guess next would be one of the Harlem, probably Harlem's best, Big L. Yeah. What year was that? 90, that was 99. 99. Okay. Oh, no, there's a couple before that, though. You got 
I mean, well, I mean, there's smaller ones, but I mean, if you go by the timeline, I mean, granted, they weren't murdered in their backyards, but they're they hate. Oh in no, their yeah, backyard. I'm, talking, I'm talking about more of the people. They hate in their backyard. The did follow them though. The story on Big L. That's crazy. You know the dude that he grew up with the dude that freaking. Yeah, shot of course. Him, it's but listen. That's crazy. Most of the time. But here's the thing though. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Well, just yeah. most of the time, it's the people who are the closest to you that yeah, do like, the shit. Yeah. Like, their families like hung out at each other's house. Yeah. How many stories outside is like Scott LaRock? But how many stories? Even when you watch these movies on these artists. The shit that gets done to them is done by the people closest to yeah, him. Yeah, man. Not a stranger. It's crazy. Not it's, somebody they just met. It's it's, it's Bishop and fucking. Uh, that's uh, that's kind of what if you think about it. That's kind of what it was. Shit. What was his name? Holy shit. Um, Q. I no, mean, not no, Q. Bishop Q. And, um, who did he, who he kill though? Um, dude. he shot Steel in the stomach. It was Steel, yes. Q, Steel, Bishop, and Raheem. Raheem. Raheem thank you. Go. Holy shit. Got it. Yeah. I just saw his face. That's why I had my uptown car revoked. I was, I was yeah. like, "Wait, what is going on?" That definitely, that definitely reminds you of that. Yeah, yeah but that's that's how it goes down, man. Shit is sad. So, I, from what I remember with Big L, it wasn't even about him. Once again, it was like somebody had beef with his brother. Yeah, and then something, and, yeah. and then something happened where they couldn't get to the brother. So it's like, all right, well, you are the next best thing. You know what I'm saying? But and right in front of this fucking building. Yeah. 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 So his death though was very personal. Yeah. Because he was shot nine fucking times. Nine times. Yeah. In the face too. In the face. Yeah. So you can't even have yeah. an open casket. And it yeah. was his friend. Yeah. His childhood friend. Childhood friend, bro. That did it. Yeah. That's the crazy part though. Yeah, man. It's it's sad, man. It's and it's like well, that yeah. that jealousy wells up because it's like, man, I knew you. I knew you before you were you was this person. And it's like, all right, what the fuck does it got to do with Facts. like anything now? Yo, and mm-hmm. he was just just about to blow up. Just yeah. about to blow up. I got a quick story about that. We had done um <clears throat> out in University Avenue in the Bronx. You want to go back to like this had to be about like 95, 96. Well, and uh, I was DJing at the time, and we had done a party in my youth center. My man Odell from the neighborhood, he used to be plugged into the system and always had mainstream artists coming through. They would do like parties with like Doo Wop and Ron G. Oh, wow. And then they would do like, they would bring, they would bring artists in that are popping. So we had like Gangstar did perform there as well. We also had a group home. At the oh, time, they were also Bronx yeah, yeah, dudes. Yeah, yeah. And we had Big L. And okay. what happened was, during one of the sets of uh, uh, Group Home, we had lost a mic. So I had to run to my crib, oh, get my mic, and bring it through. And that that eventually ended up becoming the mic that Big L used nice. when he performed. What's crazy is, motherfucker ended up breaking my mic at the end. He slammed it. <laughs> Niggas can't fuck with me. He slammed it, but it was all good, though, because like, I still have the mic. Mm. I kept it, you know what I mean? Right. And oh, I actually wow. have a picture with him. Yeah, with, with the, the mic. mic. That's so, cool. So, you know, um, ironically, he was just popping in the hood. And yeah, what yeah. you saw is that the, the point I was trying to get to is that the, my neighborhood, the gymnasium was packed and everyone knew who he was. Oh, of course, yeah. This is the era, but this yeah. is the era before social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, You no. feel me yeah, how yeah. important it was yeah. when, when you bought a mixtape? Yeah. And when the hood talk, barbershop talk, yeah. stoop talk, yep. like you always had that man that came through yeah, with yeah. the tape, mm-hmm. the new, the newest. New shit right here. That you know what I'm saying? So like it was. Just, I got the new doo wop. I got the new Ron yeah, G. Yeah. So it was just new, crazy just yeah, seeing yeah. the dudes growing. Yeah. He was just bomb, uh, bumbling. I mean, I know he was fucking with Jay at the he was time about, too. He was just about to sign. He was about to sign a rock. Yeah. Lord knows what would have happened with that. You that know, mix there. Crazy. So 
it's an unfortunate scenario, but we felt Big L's loss big in the yeah. scene. Yeah, man. So, you know, the same way we speak about some of these down south artists that we might not know, Midwest guys, there are people also out west mm -hmm. in the mid and down south that don't really know who Big L is. But you know what the crazy part, and this is what I respect about Eminem, he references Big L so oh, many yeah, times. And that's why I fucks with him, bro. Yeah. And that's why he's one of my top dudes, because like, he gives he, homage. He respects the game, bro. He yeah, gives he homage, bro. He How many times did he says Nas's name, Big's name, yeah. Jay to kiss his name, yeah. Jay? You know, he'll talk about uh, uh, Scarface. Like, but, he, but here's the thing, though. Because Big L never really blew, he didn't really have to mention Big L. Like, because you, you can all. say Jay, you can say Nas, like, everybody yeah, knows yeah, them. Yeah. You don't really have to say Big L, but he, he goes out of his way to say it. Because he was an actual hip hop historian. He was a exactly. hip hop head. He was he head. He's he that was, dude that used to, his tapes used to pop in his, correct. his room. Yeah. He, was listening he studied to so dudes' flows and how they did everything. So, But Big L was a tough one to lose, man. Again, yeah. someone who got murked in front of his own building nine times. Bro. Who else you got coming? Who's another one? So, so once again, like I have. A, I have a list of 14 people, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a, a random name out, right? So this is the name that was not on the list that I saw because I think, once again, fairly local for us, Stack Bundles. Yeah. So I knew Stack. Like, I got I got stories of all these dudes. Like I, I actually did joints with Stack too. Yeah. It's sad, man. He was nice, yo. He Stack nice. Stack got mur another you know, murdered his own projects out in Far Rock. Far Rockaway. Yep. You know Just what I mean? like Chinks. Same, yeah, yep. I was in the studio with him too. Chinks. Like it's crazy. Like Chinks damn. Was nice. Uh, Chinks was a dope dude too, yeah, bro. Like I had a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with him in the studio. Everybody bro. said he was a cool ass bro, dude. Bro, the yeah. dude was so down to earth, man. And mm -hmm. like he'd be sitting in the back with all his studio, all his jewels on, mm -hmm. his glasses, and he would always be low-key, respectable. Never one of them dudes that was ultra flashy. Mm -hmm. And when you got down to the nitty-gritty with it, Homeboy really was a, he was into music, mm -hmm. not just hip hop, but music. Mm -hmm. I had the I had, I was love, lucky to have the opportunity to do some shit with him and watch him work on his craft. And again, though, another talented individual and taken. Jealousy. I read the story and about bro, how it's he insane, did. insane, bro. You know how he died? Well, no. what he died about? He got into a fight with a dude and when he was in Rikers like five years ago. Yeah, and the dude still held the grudge. And then when he got big, that dude got out of jail and was trying to rap. And supposedly they were at, they want, there was a show or whatever, and he tried to get in, and Chinks basically kind of deaded him, like, yeah, don't, don't let that dude in. And dude just, all the memories got bad. And supposedly Chinks fucked him up when he, when he got into a fight, too. But if you shoot a fan when it lose, you just lost. Held a grudge so, from a fight five years ago right, in so, jail. So if you're going to hold a grudge, all right, motherfucker, like, yeah, round two, let's round go, two, knuckle let's up. Go. No, yeah. instead, they after he left the club, they yeah. followed him and freaking shot him in the middle of the street, bro. Wow. So again, they don't, uh, yeah, it, the streets isn't that it's kind of a bitch move it's man jealousy bro. it's big time with that mm -hmm. damn shame i'm gonna throw out a name i'm gonna throw out one i think you skip one wait wait let me just throw out the name really quick because it's gonna be a quick story because there's no story behind it other than i remember this dude's name from mixtapes as long as i wasn't in the studio with him i won't have a story half a mil you remember half, half a, a mil? mil i remember half a mil oh three i didn't even know he was dead yeah i didn't know either half a mil dead. You remember yeah. that name from mixtapes yeah, was he what, he was, he was cool. with nas and nas, nas there you go nas, yeah. there you go yeah. Wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Keep, oh, now that I think about it, fucking uh, E Money Bags. Yeah. yeah. Another one. He wasn't on the list either. Wow. Rod, right, who's going to not going to, because they're not going to go for, yeah. They're, they're yeah. not going to name everyone. It's tough. Mm -hmm. uh, dude, Freaky Ty. Mm. Yeah, man. From yeah. the Lost Boys. Keeping, 90, 99. Keeping it, yeah, he died a few months after Big L. Yeah. 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 Yes. I think Big L was like February. 
Freaky Time might have been like March or March, April, it was, it was a few months after. Yeah, man. It was outside of a... Yo, because here's the thing. Here's, here's what it boils down to, man. Like, it's, it's crazy because... And, and Lee, you, you said it the best. It's jealousy because it's like... If I know you and we came up in the same environment where we didn't have a lot and now you have a lot, the anger really isn't at that person. The anger is at yourself. It's an internal thing. Because you didn't do what was necessary to make it to where that person is. So now you're upset at them because all there's... All, all you're seeing when you see them mm-hmm. is a reflection of your shortcomings. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... That's, it, that's exactly and what sometimes it is. The pe- those people look for something to be mad at. Sometimes they don't even have... I mean, they have obviously, they have nothing to be mad at them about, except, again, it's more about themselves. But then they just look for something stupid. Like, again, like a fight that happened five years ago. You know what Which I mean? Which is just an excuse. It's just an excuse to freaking be upset and be jealous. It's also more jealousy on this, the simple fact of the individual being more talented than them as well. Mm. Because like you said Homeboy was also A quote unquote a rapper mm. You know he wasn't nice like that's him it. That's, that's why you know I mean? So that, story, that also yeah. brings it more to mm. Like you know You know And you're better than me On be- top yeah. of it Like <laughs> you, you lump me up And you're and a better you're rapper you're better than me yeah. that, like, uh, I yeah. can't come back from this So I'm just gonna dead your life It's I don't get it, bro. No You're not supposed to Because not supposed it's not normal Yeah It's not something that we're supposed it's, You're supposed to be doing You know what I mean there's, an, there's another one that's not from New York. We can go outside of New York. But this one was sad just because everything he did, not only for the person he was he came up with, but just the culture. Fucking proof. I was just about to say him. Proof is the guy on my list next, straight out of Detroit. That's, that's Eminem right hand man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Eminem right hand man right there, bro. Eminem it's because of him, bro. So so those for those that don't know, when you go back and watch Eight Mile, Makai Pfeiffer. Yes, that was proof. Makai Pfeiffer was yeah. playing the role of Proof. Now, Proof didn't have dreads at the time when when when, when D12 and all them blew up, but I think he had dreads back in the day. Yeah, they weren't as, I don't think they was as defined. Yeah, they actually were. No, yeah, they were. those dreads they look were. horrible in that movie, too. Well, because he had a wig oh, on. It's because it's Makai Pfeiffer. He doesn't that's normally that's have a wig. That's and, horrible. And for whatever reason. you never seen him like that, though. He's always you know, clean cut. Hollywood can't do black wigs. No. Anytime you give a wig to a black person in a movie, you look fucking crazy. Like Samuel L. Jackson looks I'm crazy. I'm him right now, in too. Every fucking movie. Yo. They try to put braids on him, too, in the movie. Yeah. Yo, I was just thinking about him. Right like, he, like, what was the movie um, when he was the uh, he was a military dude? Was it Black Hawk Down? No. Is that? No. No, no, no. He was like a general. Or he was a general or something like. That. I'm trying to remember yeah, the name, yeah, yeah. but I like just, he had some type of like weird, weird. Yeah, it was a weird hair. Yeah, it was like piece. a weird, like high top, buzz cut type of like, but skin fade type situation. Yeah, it was tough to watch. She's just like, yo, it's definitely not you, bro. Nah. They can't land that, but like you said, they had they weren't able to land those types of wigs. Nah, they couldn't do it. Nah, they still nah. struggle, but and and and, and we, we gotta throw out a name. And this is getting a little bit more recent. But it'd be we can't go through this without saying Brother Nipsey. Yeah, man. Because we want to talk about the epitome of Hot. making it, still being around, and then some bitch assness where it's just like, and that's why we have. This, if you if you ever been here to this to the shop to the lounge, we have a list of house rules. The last. Rule is in all caps with followed by three exclamation points, and the rule is no bitch assness. Shout out to Puff. Yes, not because he's he's a 
Wait, let's clarify that because he's, he's not a, yeah. no, he yeah. created because he, he started, started the no bitch that. assness movement. That. Yes, no bitch because these, these kids, movement. like you know, so many younger might not remember. That's you know true. what I'm saying? That's like, true. so we, we, we might have a couple of younger, like, wow, they call they just puff shit on puff. Like, no, no, yeah, exactly. Like, no, no, no. He puff started the no bitch ass this movement shit. back in 07, 08. Somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. He had like a whole t shirt line. I had a t shirt. I had a t shirt, <laughs> no bitch ass. I used to wear it to the office sometimes. Oh my, wow. Okay. People would be walking like, I, what? What, what, is, what does that what mean? Is, what? Oh it's funny goodness. though when people come in here and they read in the rules they go uh uh-huh, uh-huh, and then you see they get to that and they go <laughs> <laughs> they just break all out all nationalities they, everyone they just look all <laughs> nationalities I've witnessed they always laugh there's no I age demographic watch I watch them as they go over there I'm like there's oh, here, no here age demographic the old ones tend to even laugh harder yeah. they do because they have no point of reference <laughs> they don't know what it is so you have some like you have, we had one time it was an older Jewish couple I don't I think they were picking something up for like relatives like a gift pack or something like that and they were looking at the house rules and this woman had to be like in her 60s and they got to that point like like you said i was i was watching because i was waiting for them to get to that that rule and they just started like, like giggling amongst each other oh, i think i remember that i was here was like they, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember that. like like they just saw something naughty it was just like <laughs> oh man yeah but yo nipsey this dude was like the the, the, the the perfect example of I got out and I'm trying to like you know bring everybody up or whatever back. and it's just like damn man like well, what was that over because he called him a snitch or whatever yeah. he uh wanted homeboy to go back and get his papers to yeah, prove yeah because and he probably he knew he was a snitch so he's like you just call me up yeah was it Eric Holder yeah so let me, let me, yeah, yeah. There's also some conspiracy theories behind that too, but who knows? Well, the conspiracy you know, behind but, that. He, he is was just, about, yeah, he was just about to do something uh, anti. Guys, just that if you listen to just his message, his message though in general, yeah, it was, was too powerful. He was it was very uplifting for people oh, to yeah. get their mind right. He was getting too powerful. Yeah, you know what I mean, like he was telling you the truth, but, and it goes against everything that I want to say Hollywood stands for, because that goes back to the conspiracy of how gangster rappers can. Uh, uh, conceived, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, there's a there, there's this video. I don't know if y'all have seen it with Crazy Bone, where he talking about how he was a part of a syndicate of like over 50 rappers that got invited to a secret fucking meeting, and they had to literally sign waivers, non-disclosures, mm-hmm. and it was really a. They sat in a room with a bunch of faces they never seen before. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to name any other rapper in there, but he said these are home name, like household name mm-hmm. rappers. Mm-hmm. Especially during the time, like when, uh, like um, Bone Thug and them were out. Yeah. So you gotta think about you talk about mid nineties. Yeah. yeah. You know, so think about all the rappers, and then the story is that all these individuals had just invested heavily into the private corporate the corporations that were are now known as prisons, mm-hmm. and they had an initiative to push the agenda of gangster rap to get the numbers up more, to get more people in jail, incarcerated, get the murder rates up, getting shit popping, so that these jails can fill up and they can collect government checks on this stuff. Wow. Which bone was this you said? The Crazy time? bone. Crazy. Crazy. He's on YouTube, you can actually see him. Like I guess he, he enough was enough for him. And he crazy was the one that. Which one is crazy? The dark skin one. Tall one. The yeah. one that kind of looks like Snoop. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, dark skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. So I, I mean, thought, yeah. that video just talking about conspiracies just ties into. Again, look at the narrative that hip hop took. With and look, it's, I'm gonna call it what it is. You know, like there's an agenda out yeah. there. Oh yeah. Whatever it is, there's a different agenda. The hip hop of today is not supposed to be the hip hop we listen to. I know that, 
but it is really different. Like, extremely different. And yes. the types of people that get Maybe. known and, like, really pressed out for the masses to love, it's that other stuff. You know what I mean? So, Nipsey wasn't doing that. He was Definitely telling you not. to go out and get a business. Yeah, he was telling you to go out and get your shit right. He was telling you how to keep the money in your community. Yeah, by the hood. He by was the hood, doing by. stuff that they... They didn't don't want, want that. They don't want that. That's money out of their pocket. Exactly. So that's the conspiracy that's behind the, that's the what shit. That's what I meant. And, and, and the sad part is, it's still a black hand that pulled the trigger. You know, what I'm yeah. much, much like Malcolm. You know, what I'm saying like regardless, regardless of the powers behind it, it's sad when it's one of us that is the puller of that trigger that ends and takes out because it was bigger than just Nipsey. You know, what I'm saying like it was the, it was the movement that he that he had. It's yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy, man. The mentality but, of those people that need something, yeah, need something, is far different than those that have something. Yeah, and those guys would do anything, anything, mm. to get any kind of money or any kind of anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Notoriety, whatever it is. Even knowing they're gonna be in jail for the rest of their life, they, they didn't care. give a shit. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's just crazy. I've seen that. Even on a small scale when it comes to work, where guys used to work for overtime, it would be the one you would talk with the whole crew. Yo, we're not doing this because they're doing us wrong. Nobody take the overtime. There's always that one. Yep. There's always that one that caves in and is like, nah, I need this shit. Nigga, we all need it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why we're here, but we're standing for something. So it goes to just the nature of wanting that you need to have something. Sad but true, man. Sad but true. So. Before we get into our second topic, because we, we have to delve into which the second topic being, you know, why do artists like Nipsey, you know, feel the need to, to go back to the hood that they grew up in, that they grew out of, but have, you know, still the need to, to go back. Before we get into that, we have to get into our new segment, which we're calling This Can't Be Life. So we're back with our new segment called This Can't Be Life, where we profile just a, a person or an event where you just it leaves you just scratching your head like really this is what we're doing this is this is what's hot in the streets like what what this this can't be life this this can't be and to kick it off we are profiling mr antonio brown yo what a way to kick off 2022 by the way we can now say former because he, he just got officially cut at 4 o'clock yeah, today. It's a wrap for him. Former wide receiver of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. According to Bruce Arians, he was cut yesterday. He was cut yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even ask me about it. He's not with the team. Now. He's not a buck. <laughs> He's not a buck. We're, we're not even talking about him. Oh, but yo. Like, all right. So, before we get into it, like, obviously... His brother needs help. Yeah, yeah, without Obviously. a doubt. We he's going. He's going through. As something. sad as it is, it was also great entertainment, though. Because but, it's the way he did it. Yeah. Yo, I've never seen that in my life. No, nobody never. has. Professional not even, sports, no. not even in amateur sports. I don't yeah. think I've seen that in college or high school. I've never seen someone do that ever. So I'm listening to ESPN Radio today, and what happened was, from the sideline perspective. MetLife Stadium security almost tackled him. Yeah, they thought he was a they crazy he, fan. They were moving up. They don't play games. They there. don't because they didn't realize it was him. Because who all, does that? All you see is just some random dude with no shirt on <laughs> running now, through. Like, now, how fucking awesome <laughs> if they would, have would that him? have been? Had they tackled him? 
You talk about TV. Oh, man. Memes. Because yeah, the memes were flying already. Everywhere. Bro, that would have went down in history. Yeah. Definitely. And don't let it be a square tackle. Like, dude, level them yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah. And he got oh it. man. Because for those who don't know, yo, AB was not a big wide receiver. This no, is not like dude. this is not Megatron. Small, this is not Julio Jones. Dude, this is not Michael Irvin. Small dude, five ten. You know. Yeah. One one eighty five maybe soaking yeah. wet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, he's you not know? a big dude. Like he's cut. He's no, not he's, a, he's a strong man. Yeah, but, but he's, he's not just, a big no. dude. Yeah, no. But there's a lot of stories that circulate around this. Unfortunate yeah. situation, and the reason why I say it's unfortunate because you know, there's a lot of perspectives you could take on this side of things. Just to be one of them, uh, you know, look, can we be clear or agree that Tom Brady is officially he's the GOAT? Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm wait, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm dude, not happy about I'm a Jet fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, you really at least you guys beat him. Yeah, I don't twice. have that Twice. exactly in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we only derailed him from a Super Bowl once when yeah. we kicked him out of the playoffs. Yes. You know what I mean? So we don't have that many accolades, but, yo, I can't stand him, man. But I tell you what, I like him more now that he's not a Patriot. Mm -hmm. So he's the GOAT. Yeah. For him to stand up and stick up for you, mm -hmm. get you out on a team and basically tell, like, yo, I'm taking care of him. Yeah. He's like, he's, he'll be staying at my house. Yeah, because what make he sure. did, yeah. he moved in and lived with him, especially yeah. it was in last year. yeah. Bro. Come on, COVID year? Heavy COVID year last year? Yo, come in, I need you to live with me. Yeah. So I could really, well, we gonna win this chip. Yeah, which even, they did. It's even more reason why it's just so fucked up what he did. But obviously he wasn't thinking, but like, so there's everybody wants to bat with you. That's the other thing. Everybody. They, they had people, the coaches, the, the team themselves, they, they put their neck out on the yeah. line for it. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of stories that, that circulate where he was, you know, you always gonna hear Two sides, and then there's the truth. Yeah, well, the truth we'll never know. Yeah, because we'll just never know. It. Well, he's gonna say it eventually. It's still his side. Yeah, yeah, that's because true. his side is already made. He already made the, some of the uh, reports. Is what I'm about to say. The truth is that the Tampa Bay Bucks were sitting there saying that he was too injured to go back in. Yeah. All right, but then there's another report circulating now that AB was frozen out of the offense for the last two quarters prior to him leaving. Because they don't want him to hit those escalators in his contract. Because yeah. mm. he's only like what eleven catches short. He was eight like, catches no, eight short. Eight catches, one mm. touchdown, and, and fifty-five yards 55 or something yards. like that. He could have got that in the last two games. So it's kind of like you know, don't oh, but like yo, know, like in his, you know, AB is a diva. This goes to the word the diva. It had to mm. get thrown out there. Yeah. A stereotypical was, diva wide receiver. Was it a little too much? I mean, like you heard the numbers. He needed eight more catches. 55 yards, another touchdown to get his million dollars. two games left. He would have got him. He would have got him. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know he would have gotten the ball at least one more time, at yeah. least. I just feel like that's bullshit. I mean, I'm, why would they want, want to give a million? It's only a million dollars. That's why I don't believe it neither. That's why I, I think Because they make so much money. If that was probably in his head. I think he's mentally unstable to think that's what it was. That's but possible. That, that makes no sense. Because I hope that that wasn't the truth. No, that, that's You know what I mean? That but that's no what's going on out there with him, too. Now, does this guy need help? Yes. yes has he? Has that you know, some people throw out the the, the other conspiracies. You CTE. know, he has CTE. I have a point to make, but go ahead. I'll let no, you no. say something. I just realized we can't assume everybody knows what the fuck we're talking about. So CTE I, I, I is just, no, 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 not even that. I just realized what happened. We didn't describe what happened. Well, that's I, mean, I would assume that everywhere. everywhere. No, I, I get it, but let, let's not everywhere. assume. So just for the people who might not know, if you've been living under a rock, Antonio Brown during the game. Not at halftime, not after the game, not before the game, during the game. Like literally during a play. During a play, said, fuck this, 
screw you guys, I'm going home. Took off his jersey, shoulder pads, undershirt, and just was bare-chested. Ran around the sideline, through the end zone. Waving at the fans. Waving at the fans. Parading. Jumping around like peace. Throwing his gloves into the crowd. Yeah. Basically doing his uh, his his, his send off, his yeah. own personal send off. And then right. and then went outside and called an Uber. And he yeah. literally <laughs> called an Uber. He did. He did. He did do that. Did you see the video? Of the yeah, dude with the, in the dude. Uber? They interviewed him too. A word? The dude yeah. Nah, the Uber. Yeah. It's like a white dude that picked him he up. He said he was happy. He said you would have thought he just free, he, he just saw the birth birth of his first child. That's how happy he was. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's what happened. Guys like Brown, they're tough with structure. Divas like yeah. that, they they don't. Listen, Tom is a no-nonsense dude. Arian yeah. is a no-nonsense dude, yeah. too. He's a player's coach, but he's no-nonsense. Like, he'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Yeah. Get off my sideline quick. quick. And that's what he told him. That's what he, he told said, him. oh, you don't want to go and get the fuck out of here, then. Because, yeah, because supposedly he was too injured, and quote, he, unquote. And that's what he tripped off of. You know what I mean? But it was, it was the reaction. You want to know the truth to it. I'll be real with you. Brown had one catch, and he was locked down. At that time, the Bucks were losing to the Jets. Yeah. 24 to 10. Yeah. That shit will make anybody... Go into an uproar on the sidelines. Why? Because it's the Jets. <laughs> yeah, you, dude, you're Tom Brady in the Tampa Bay Super Bowl winning Bucks. Yeah. And you're losing at the end of the third quarter, 24 to 10 to the Jets. Yeah. The Jets. They don't have their th- three starter receivers. You're losing to the Jets. Yeah, that's kind of rough. So, you know, him fucking being out there, losing his mind, was kind of like a part of that. Yo, we're losing to the Jets. You're not throwing me the ball. And, like, Fuck this. Yeah. So you said Bruce Aaron's like, oh, you too hurt? Yeah, get out of here. Get the fuck out of here. And he, he did, did literally just that. did, yes. Yes, he, he did. He literally took his ball and went home. <laughs> so that's why we thought it was the perfect fitting uh, event to kick off our new segment, This, this Can't, can't be, be Life. Yeah, man. Because as you watched it, you're like, holy shit, this can't be life. So let's get into our second topic. Um, on some real shit though AB man If you need it I hope you get the help you need brother Yo we had a joke here yesterday We thought he might have walked in here Because it was just like Yo he was liable to go anywhere I he was going to the strip club That's what I thought he was He's liable to go anywhere He about to walk in here with no shirt on Yo take me to Sin City man I'm out of here <clears throat> Oh man So uh, Topic number two These hip hop artists that you know, They make it they, they, they strive They grind they, they are now financially successful. They can live anywhere. They can, you know, frequent anywhere. Why? Why? And not to say that they shouldn't, but we just have to pose the question. Why do they go back to the hood where they came up? So, Leek, I'm going to let you set it off, man. Just let me know your thoughts on what you think the mentality is surrounding the artist that, that does come back. So... There's obviously, I think there's a, a few reasons, but I'll just stick to the one, just because I guess I have I have some personal insight on a on an artist who's actually no longer with us, but I'll throw out a couple. Again, one is I think they feel like once they make it, and it kind of go back to what we were saying how how the how the people who never made it or didn't have the talent, they feel like they're leaving their hood behind, they're they're leaving their loved ones behind, and it's like. No, they need me. I need to go back there and, and help them, which is true. Obviously, we all want to do that. When, when we, we make it, I know we've all always talked about going back, but that doesn't mean we're going to be walking around on 149th Street. And, it's a different kind and, of go back. And, you know what I'm saying? It's a different type of go back. But that's one. But I, I'm going to use one of the, just again, because I have a story. So 
Everybody knows Conway and I grew up in Yonkers also, between the Bronx and Yonkers, but early childhood was Yonkers. Um, came up around Rough Riders. I was around that hole in the 90s, so I've obviously heard millions of stories. We all know how Rough Riders was back in the days. It was some wild stories that you've heard and a lot that you haven't heard. But one of the stories I heard was DMX told somebody that when he, this is when he first started really wilding out after he had blew up and, you know, selling millions of records and then he started going to jail and getting in trouble. And I think somebody asked him, like, yo, dude, what are you doing? Like, you made it. Why are you doing it? And you know his answer was? What? He's like, dude, I, I'm out the hood. I don't have shit to talk about. I need something to talk about. Mm. Wow. So he was, because think about what his lyrics was, robbing people, yeah, doing yeah, crazy yeah. shit. So his mind was, I need to go to jail. I need to do something wild so I have something, some substance to talk wow. about in my songs. Wow. That's actually sad. It's sad, yes. That's because that's, sad. think about, think about, again, not, I don't, I don't know too many rappers who have his story, but a lot do have a similar story where that's all they knew was violence and drugs and just everything that was going on in the neighborhood, and that's what they spoke about, and that's the essence of hip-hop. You talk about what you grew up around. You know what's crazy? And then when you're not around that anymore, it's like, what the fuck do I talk about? You know what's crazy? I never thought about that, and, and it shows that if you come out a certain way as a certain type of artist, you've now kind you're of... typecasted. Yeah. Yourself. So, you, you put you, yourself you, you in a box. You painted yourself into a corner. And think about the next step. That also, think about all the those artists in the 90s who came up on that and why they never lasted because they felt like they didn't have shit else to talk about. That's, you know... Because they're not well, around it. They're not around it. What do I talk about now? So that shows you why guys like Jay deserve his flowers. I was just about to have that. Deserve Jay, flowers. Kiss, all these guys that <clears throat> still be, were able to last throughout these years. And they never lost their edge. Nope. They figured new ways to continuously Being keep creative. their message yes. out. Yes. But think about it though, none of them had the intensity. It's like, listen, there's like two rappers in my my opinion that have that type of intensity. It's X and Buster. Yeah. 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 That's why I said that would have been an amazing versus if yeah. that was able to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. those guys just brought a different energy. They were yeah. they were entertainers more than they were rappers. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Or Buster's still alive, so I shouldn't say that he's still currently you yeah. know, does stuff. But X was like he was deeper than just a rapper. He was an entertainer. When yeah. they say the concrete jungle, he was talking about concrete jungle. Yeah, and he's been through it. And know? he's been through it. But think about now you freaking living out in Arizona, out in the freaking desert, you got cars and motorcycles and shit. You're not around that environment anymore. So when you get in the studio, it's like how many times could you keep telling yeah, the stories yeah. when so you're like not Conway said though, that's not what happens though when you paint yourself in a box? Yeah, man. Because like, and it's also why his career never he kind of he kind of got flatlined after a while because he couldn't talk about because it. like if if you came out, you're not robbing nobody. So 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 Jay Z was talking about flash. He was shit. just on tour. You on tour. Big L was talking about fly shit. So it's like you Rick Ross, another one talking about fly shit. So even if it's like yeah, I came up this that and the other, but I'm always speaking aspirationally yes. so that. When I do, when, when my bank account actually matches what I'm talking about, now it's more legit. Yeah. As opposed to, okay, hard knock, like life type shit for real, for yeah. real, where you can't, you've, like I said, you've painted yourself into a corner. Yeah. Now I'm a, like, you Elevate. can't sell 10, Elevate. it's dark and hell is hot, sold 10 million copies. That was one of the hottest and best hip hop albums ever. Yes. Definitely. But to, to, to your point, you know, it's crazy. That, and it talks about the dichotomy of the artists, how different they are. Um, one being one way, one being the other. X put his soul on his sleeve, mm -hmm. which ended up in his pen. Not yeah. that guys like Ross and Jay didn't. You know what those guys did, though? Mm -hmm. I have to put Jay in another box. Those guys figured ways to save their entire life story, mm -hmm. 
separated throughout the years mm-hmm. bring it out in spots but fill in all the other stuff with their creative wordplay yeah. because they did have a different image that they were portraying yeah. you see like Nas came out hard and then he changed quick but he also came out telling stories so that was something that could he last had, he had more he filler could, he could just keep telling that's stories that's the difference he had a filler he had an art even if he wasn't around he was it he's hanging out with his boys that's still in the hood they telling him stories and now he's putting that to the, to the paper and again though I mean? like I said though if you listen to this Dark As Hell Is Hot like X basically talked about majority of his life straight through that one album mm-hmm. yeah. you could probably listen to a body of work of Ross and Jay's that they talked about their life throughout those albums. Yeah. They didn't have yeah. to pour each line out to be about something yeah. painful or fearful. And, and, and you, you just hit the nail on the head because I'm just thinking about a line Jay said when he talked about bagging Nick's up in 560 State Street. He didn't mention that apartment building. To how long? Until like his eighth album. That's my point. You know what I'm saying? So it goes exactly to how he, he stretched out his shit. It also has to do with statute of limitations. <laughs> well, of course. Well, of course. A little bit smarter. But at the end of the day, though, remember. They just, just from a legal perspective, yeah. it's also statute of limitations. But can, but they, yes. can they still use hip, like music against you? Yeah, this artist that. Oh, yeah, they definitely can. They, they changed that recently, though. No, no, they, they, because. What it basically boils down so to is... So when did is, it be, like, when was it, like, not an art form anymore? Now you can use it against... Well, it, it, it never was not. So, basically, what, what they... So, this is how it really boils down. So... I mean, like, the if I'm artist, sitting there saying, like, I, got a nine, I shot you with a 9 mil yeah, yeah, yeah. and did this, and then you find me with a 9 mil. Like, it's stupid if the, you do that. The artist is always, always has the excuse of, it's art, it's not real. Exactly. Right? And then the prosecution is going to be like, yeah, but you talked about you caught this body at such and such time at such and such location. It lacks, it lines up too much. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. If it's too spot on. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I get that. I get that. But again, these guys stretched out these, their life stories and someone like X, you know, just. But it shows how, again, people, you know, who's somebody just came out 50. Why you think 50 hasn't really he can't really come out with that because what was he talking about he was talking about yeah. shit that he was doing he was a little dry snitching a little also but he was talking about shit that was going on but, but he can't talk about that no more he's a freaking multi-millionaire he's doing tv shows he can't be talking about but that's but that's where he did he like 50 to me was always more of a hustler than a rapper mm-hmm. right so the fact that he's not really doing music as much anymore, I don't think he gives a fuck. But he, when, he, he, when, he, when that last album he tried to put up, put out, it flopped because nobody wanted to hear that shit. Because he's like, come on, you ain't doing that. Well, you know what it is also, too, though? The generation that's really buying and supporting, they don't want to listen to that shit They don't want to listen, yeah, yeah. yeah that shit is... They want to hear about ice and... and the only chicks. song niggas is listening to for 50 nowadays is in the club when it's my birthday. Yeah. That's yeah, it. That's pretty much it. I'm being real. For the younger generation, for this younger generation, they can grasp on. So yeah. let, let me let me throw a, a, but, a term at you guys real quick, because you you explain why you thought, or what you explained, what X explained as to why he came back. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw another yeah. concept at you, because I kind of went through this to a certain extent, and we probably all did it on, on a certain level. That term is survivor's guilt. Yeah, yeah I made it out, and my peoples did it. Yes. Yeah. Go through that all the time You yeah, know what I mean And yeah. you know You gotta grow through that though You know what I mean Cause like look Real talk Everybody can't go Everybody can't come with you You know what I mean And, and everyone yeah. Everyone just can't make it It, it really is a Sad to say It's survival of the fittest Yeah It's a dog eat dog world The world is not fair You know what I mean yeah, But also Because the lion attacks a person Does it make the lion unjust It just shows the proof that No he's not That's just the, the nature of life Life mm. is just an evil animal Yeah 
what I mean? But there's a beauty to it as well throughout yeah, that. Yeah, a lot of these dudes feel like, ah, man, I can't leave my dudes behind, man. You know what I mean? I made it, but I can't leave them behind. So, and then you yeah. wind up like MC Ham and you freaking go bankrupt because you're trying to take care of 100 so people. So sticking on that topic, yeah. you know, the real talk is like, think about it. <laughs> and it's sad, right? But like, I, I, when we were talking about this topic off, off you know, camera, we were yeah. conceptualizing. You know what? When Kelly Clarkson returns to her hometown, why is it like a Christmas special? Mm. And it's real beautiful, and it's yeah. like big, and it's very, very like you know wholesome home. Mm. You know what I mean? But Kelly Clarkson and all these—they didn't get pressured into having to go into their neighborhoods. And this goes to the point of why we feel that we need to, and it's because part of what you said, survivor's guilt, yeah. is tough. That remorse, yeah, because it goes to like I left people behind. Mm -hmm. I, I vacated you. I betrayed you. Like yeah. Whatever word you want to call it. And then, and then that's when the fear of jealousy comes in. Which now goes they feel to, like, nah, if I don't come back, and then when I do come back, they upset with me, and they're gonna try to rob me, they're gonna try to kill me. And that's the sad I never, part. I never gave back. And like you said, the Kelly Clarkson, she don't got to worry about that. She, she worried. You think Britney Spears worried about Louisiana? <laughs> she ain't never go back. Actually. But you think she worried about like somebody from Louisiana yeah, coming out to get her? Not at no. all. No, man. not at all. But I mean, it does speak to. The and listen, I'm sorry, I don't yeah. want to keep it because the two women I named were both Caucasian. Yeah. You think Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish cared? So, but that's the thing. That, that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's a, it's, it's more, it's a brotherhood type situation. So, like, I remember one time I was talking to somebody and I was saying how, um, so I went to, I've said this before plenty of times. I went to Howard, right? But when I went to Howard, I didn't pledge any type of um, Fraternity. fraternity. Yeah. And so I have mad people be like, yo, you can pledge a grad chapter. And I'm like, yeah, but nah. And they were like, what do you mean? I said, well, these people that went through like being hazed in college, I'm not going to go through that. And they're going to look at me like, yo, you're not hey, the same you, as us. No, right? think you better than us? Yeah, exactly. So I, I say- Actually, no, I've been hazed my whole fucking life. But, but here's the thing, You think I want to do this so, by choice? So I equate it to, like, if you grew up in the hood, like I'm gonna look at you a certain type of way if you did too, because it's like you get where I'm coming from, right? But if you didn't, I'm gonna be like, eh, you're not really gonna feel me the way somebody else is gonna feel okay. me. So I say all that to say, when you do come from that environment, there's a certain camaraderie, you know what I'm saying? Like, because you, you feel where I'm coming from because you grew up in the same circumstances, you know what I mean? Yeah. So because of that, I think we have this kind of obligation like I, Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish I don't know where the fuck he's from you know what I'm saying it's like Tennessee yeah so I'm about to say Mississippi or Tennessee he's out there in the middle yeah. okay so Tennessee 36 Mafia is from Tennessee right so I don't know I don't know where Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish like actually in I Tennessee know, came I from doubt he's from Memphis but okay <laughs> and even still so though like I said he was a big enough celebrity to know that he did not have to go back he didn't go to his hood mm. It wasn't something that was portrayed, at least. Yeah. You have to probably research to see that he came back and did some good in his neighborhood or whatever. But he does country music for the most part. And before that, pop, right? So that's why I, I, I said that specifically, because it wasn't so much about the color of the skin. It was about the genre of the music. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's about hip-hop or where you come from. That street element, it's almost like if you don't come back and help, like Malik alluded to before, like I'm, I don't think I can go back because people, for one, are jealous of me. They're going to come get me. Like, who just died recently? This this young guy from, uh, from Dolph. LA? Is it Dolph? Young Dolph, yeah. Young yeah. Dolph. Bro, he got killed in his own hood, too. Yeah, he yeah. came back. He was going to his favorite cookie shop. Yeah. And he's by himself. He was, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. Yeah. Yo, you come back for what? 
What am I coming back for? You ever notice there's this consistent theme with artists that blow up by their second and third album and they start doing interviews or in, just in their music, they talk about how, again, in the first album, yo, it's my peoples, blah, 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 yeah, I'm taking yeah. them with me. And by that second and third album, yo, dudes are snakes. I can't trust nobody. Yeah. I had to leave people behind. Yeah. It's, it's always this consistent thing. You're right it's about like that. They, they, they go in with the mentality and then once they make it, they realize, yo, fuck, I'm, what, am I, what am I going back there for? Like but you it, said. It's, it's human nature though, man. Like people, a lot of you made it because you had a certain inner strength. Most people aren't strong. Correct. Because if most, if everybody was strong, then it wouldn't be strong, yeah, right? Like right. most people just are, I wouldn't say it goes so far as to say weak, but they're not as strong as the people that, that make it up. Everybody's built different. Yeah, exactly. everybody is built different. Exactly. That's correct. Exactly. That's, a, that's actually a right, the right term. Yeah. But, I don't, that's tough, bro. I don't know. What, oh, here's a. I, I, I was going to say something. I just didn't want to say Here's another. Re, could be another reason. Not could. I, I know it definitely is. What about the thought process that when they. Again, listen, I'm going to stick with DMX because he's just the gutter of all gutter where he came from. And then now you make it and you get around all these different type of people who yeah. aren't from where you're from mm. and you don't trust them. Mm. Because, no, I rather. I trust my dudes that I grew up with in the hood. Mm. I don't trust these corporate dudes and blah, blah, blah. So I'm going to keep these dudes around me. And then, like I said, by the second or third album, they realize that's not the case. And then they, you know, they realize it. But again, it, it could be just that trust factor where you're around people. I know I went through that, you know, just, you know, growing up in the hood and then, you know, going to, you know, going to college and playing basketball. Then I got in the corporate world and I'm trying to become friends with all these people and I'm having conversations. And I'm just like, dude, I'm not from where I'm from. I'm not telling you my secrets and where I don't trust you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, get, I, I, I went back to my friends and hood, and then yeah. I, that's where you congregate. With yeah, me. no, I, I totally get that. The thing though, to touch on that exactly is, you know, it's another part that people might not pay attention to. It's also education and experience. Because yeah. the reason why I bring that up is, Jada from the same hood. Yeah. It took it took, Jada it, took not, the, it took them a long time though. It took them a long time. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Here's the deal though. Well, we used to always say yeah. that. That was no, always their they problem. Did, they but, get out that fucking box, bro. But what was their initial experience into the game? They got jerked by. But it was not just the jerk part. It was about their experience and their exposure with Puff, mm. how business is done, yeah. how quick you can find out where you get shit taken from, what is yours, what's not yours, and how much the hood really means to you, yeah. and how much you really want to make money. Because that was what Puff used to do to them all and the that's time. why you think they respect him? Even though it's, it's of course. fucked up shit that they did to him, they respect him because they realize why he was doing it. Especially now doing. as they got older. Yeah. Yeah. As they got older, the experience was different, and they used that experience and that education. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because look, Jaden from the same hood, he's is he as big as what he should be? No. Yo, because real hip hop heads know that the dude is the truth. Oh yeah. But you know, he don't do this little yachty shit and this little, you know, whatever shit. So he ain't gonna get the same notoriety. But again, maybe it's just being biased. But do you ever notice out of a lot of hip hop artists, he's the only one that uh, again, if you follow him on Instagram, he's in the hood. On a freaking on a on a seat sitting out with the hood around him and he's obviously comfortable. So he actually he, he's one of the few yeah. that can go back there and, and nothing's gonna happen to well, him. Well because that's, he, that's not the case with everybody. See, but a, but X was another one. X I, used to be able to go back. Nobody's I, I, nobody's I would say when you say nothing nothing's gonna happen to him and, and God forbid yeah, it God does forbid, happen yeah. to him. But it only takes one person. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Again, you know what I'm saying? They have a tight knit group. Yeah. And they stay with the same tight they group. Same people, yep. And they've been doing it for over 20 some about, odd years. I don't need years. no security. I got my, I got my dudes with me. I don't need no security. 20 some odd years with the same crew. Yeah. You're, pretty, you're pretty good. We've cashed checks. We've spent checks. Yeah. We've 
we've done a lot. You know what I mean? That's not the same with everybody, especially these up and coming dudes. Yeah. They end up coming out, like you said before, they, they by the second album is the snake nigga this did this to me, did that. And then God forbid, most of those dudes get murked during that time period. Yeah. Because of that exactly. Yep. See, these other genres of music, they don't really go through that yeah, shit though. Yeah. And what's crazy is it's sad. And it's sad for everyone who's a hip hop fan. Real talk, like yo, let your artist thrive. Let them use, let them utilize where you he come from, or where she come from, and back them in what they do and just support them. Like you don't really need them to have to fucking feel like they're they they have to come back and feel fix the building that they lived in. They don't have to do shit. Nobody has to do anything. And I don't see anybody bothering anybody else out there. Yeah, but it, it, like it's the double standard you talked about before, just because of. Like I said, that camaraderie of like the, the how you came up, you know what I'm saying? I get that, but it also goes back to the same dudes, and that's why I said it's time to elevate as a as a culture, coming from where we come from. Because yo, how many times when you grew up did you hear dudes refer to, "Oh, this is my block, my building." My bad, bro. I didn't know your last I name was Rubenstein. Yeah. That, that's because yeah. I know that's the check that gets yeah. to the dude who owns the building. Yep. I didn't know this was yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Real so it's like it's just a double standard because I feel you know. You gotta stay close and you gotta play, but yo, why can't we elevate and elevate together a little bit more? You know, you know what? Uh, you know who I think strikes the perfect balance? It's actually two dudes from the same same area, Ti and Killer Mike. I was gonna say Ti's another one I can go back to. So. Ti can, Ti can, and but, but, Killer Mike but, too. But, though. but they they do and they don't. Like they're because not. They don't have to. They're not hanging out. They're buying. No, they're they're buying their hood. That's what they're doing. They're, they're going back and they're buying to up. do inspirational stuff and, and and stuff that assists people and then it's like all right cool i've done my 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 my, my share now i'm out T.I.'s buying he's building a whole freaking um like a living community a living community. Yeah, community. Yeah. Yeah. living community it's crazy and look oh man you know what's funny too though you also got to throw in a little bit to give these people credit bro some people are just special in yeah. a good way yeah. No in a good way yeah. Like there's some yeah. people Just different G Gifted Blessed They're blessed. gifted They're blessed. Uh, blessed There you go Cause like guys, guys like T.I. And I'm like They are from the element But they also know How to utilize The business side of things yeah. Yeah. Like you said Conway He's not in it for real He doesn't yeah. have to be He doesn't have to he's he's not, He understands that He's not showing up And, and, and he's matured You know what I'm Cause he got locked up A few times like, When he first, first came out Or whatever But, but he, like, he, he understood How many up. times is he Out in the hood At 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night Yeah exactly Like come on now It's, exactly. not, it's not needed Yo, you know, like, and, and once again Like you said You don't have to You know who left And it's just like I'm not even living In the same city Fuck you guys I'm gone Wheezy Oh, oh yeah. he's been in Miami for I don't know how long. Now. Well, once they had that takeover down there with Khaled yeah, and yeah, them, yeah. they they because remember, you know what's funny? I say this a lot when it comes to sports. In Florida, Florida is a state of transplants. Mm -hmm. It's a state that has no identity because everyone is from somewhere else. At least in the metropolitan areas, yes. In the majority, of, yes, co correct. The metro because the, there's parts of Florida yeah. that are parts of Florida. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes. we know that. that are just Florida. Florida, but yes, you're right. Florida co man, correct. Florida man does this out of the other. <laughs> but Wayne also came from murder capital, so he knew there's yes. no way I can't stay here, bro. And he was surrounded Eventually by it's dudes happen. too this that were just about Let me that. just get out of here. So Wayne is a good one, but again, they took over a city that had no identity mm -hmm. and gave it one. Mm -hmm. And plus, Wayne blended in anyway with the whole uh, imagery yeah. of what a Miami individual is. Anyway. Yeah, he definitely did with the Hard. dreads and the gold fronts and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but he doesn't hang out on the block. 
He's not in North Miami chilling on a corner. He's, he's in his house. At his house skateboarding. He has a skate park in his house. Exactly. He's like, I'm not, nah, I'm good. And so the thing is that those guys get to a certain point. We named all these guys. They got to a certain point in their career where they're not going back anymore. They're not. They just can't. And you Again, can't take everybody with you, like you said before. You can't. You can't. But the funny, it's the sad thing is that we're the only genre of music I know that that when an artist hits a certain plateau, they can't come back. Yeah. The expectation might be there, but it's like, yo. And and that's what birthed hip-hop. It's the grittiness, the, the griminess, the, 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 the essence of a dangerous environment. That's why these little suburban, you know, Kids are buying all the albums because they can listen to it in the safety <laughs> of, their of their own, little yeah, bedroom, absolutely. in their four bedroom house out in the suburbs, in the pool. Exactly, exact, exactly. <laughs> in the fucking pool with 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 Biggie and they, playing, and they can sag their pants and yeah. say this that and the other. But it's like, yeah, but you're in Malibu, so you're good. Two perfect examples of going back to the topic of we said that they feel like they can't leave their their hood behind and they're gonna help them. Two dudes that literally about to go to jail for a long time because they felt like they had to help out the hood. Fetty Wap. Uh-huh. And uh, what's the dude, Gorilla? The dude uh, from Brooklyn. You're talking about this? No, no, no. I know you're talking about Casanova. Casanova. Wait, so what happened with... I, I, so I... So Fetty got some big gun charge, drug charge. No, Fetty was getting it. He was po- he was poppy, dude. Like he had, they caught him with like 50 bricks. Yeah, and he had, he had burners, he bricks. He had guns. He was like selling he's... all that. Wow. Uh, Casanova was basically fucking formed a gang and they was doing it doing all types of uh, legal shit whatever but it's they were doing that to put money in their people's pocket because why am I gonna keep giving my money I'll, I'll front it again I don't know any of this but I'm allegedly guessing, allegedly allegedly I'm gonna front them and let them do what they got to do so they can make their own money but at the end of the day you still a part of it and again that goes back to feeling like they need to and help you them. have the name and so you have the name yes yeah. so the targets gonna be on your it's back gonna be all, it's gonna come back to you but again let them live. Let them find their own way, bro. Let them find their own well, way. Well, the thing man. is that, you know, bring the people around that are willing to work and give them positions to yes. work for it. I, yeah, I was about to say ludicrous. He put his people through. Like, one dude put through culinary school, yeah. another person put through college. No, like, it's true. Like, he, he, he's, a, he's a hip-hop version of LeBron. Yeah, yeah, like, all you could do is give somebody an opportunity. That's it. You ask me for money, like, eh, nah. And, and, and 50 and G-Unit is the example of when you don't take all that advice and do something with it. Because 50 gave all those dudes the opportunity to do everything and they didn't do anything. They just sat back and tried to you know, live on him. Now all them dudes is freaking broke right now. So at the end of the day, you're a grown ass man yeah. and woman, man. Like I can't, I, you know, like, like Nas said in um, Stomatic album, like I'm not your father. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like I can't hold your hand through this shit. Like lead you to the water. Man. Yeah, you can't force him to drink. Yeah. So on that note, we gotta get back to our segment that we're bringing back for this season. We call it What You Rockin' With. This is What You Rockin' With inside the SNA Live podcast. So we're back with our segment we call What You Rockin' With, where we talk about what we're feeling, what we're vibing with, what we're rockin' with this particular week. Leek, I'm gonna let you start it, start it off, brother, but before I... I, I let you start it off I just have to say This stick opened up So you know what I'm glad you crazy. did that So you know what's funny I was gonna try to interject Without Yeah So man. this should be A great point in time In the Yeah let's talk about In the, in the, in, in, in the, in the show quick, Where we quick. just touch on Cause now I'm, I'm hitting The lower third mm-hmm. And I'm gonna That's sit here And tell too. you that yeah. This cigar The experience For this Las Calaveras yeah, 
2021 has yeah. been enjoyable thoroughly. I don't yeah. know if you guys have smoked it. I no, I haven't smoked it I'm yet. Not, I, I gotta, I gotta you go smoked this yet? Yeah, I had the uh, Lancero. She had a Lancero, so it's a different experience. Different experience yeah. This one here, man, it was fucking flavorful throughout both experiences to the first, second, the first, the second, third. Now, on the last third, I am starting to pick up a little bit more of the strength. Mm. And you can start feeling the more. So I'm at my last third as well. And the pepper's gone. It's just all the espresso, earthiness, and cedar. So the pepper is the front end. You catch it up front. And then the pepper kind of subsides. Mm -hmm. And then you get the espresso, the earthiness. This is now picking up with pepper. Ah, okay. On so the it end. flips it. Okay. I actually like that better. It's, it, it takes you through a state, uh, the stages. So mm -hmm. I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. This pairing didn't go great at for you that scotch is overpowering us so much uh, that to the fact that it's leaving that you know when that dry taste at the top of your you know we the palate yeah, yeah because yeah. this is dry yeah. and then that scotch is so powerful and then again this is like a real medium it's not pairing great at all so i'll, I'll try this again you know the crazy without, part without, without. scotch for the most part is a more subtle flavor it's not an overpowering yes yeah, it comes that, it goes on to the palate like bourbon is a little bit more of a, a punch this i guess that uh what do you call it when it's by the sea that that uh bayside bayside yeah it's not going well gotcha. <laughs> with this cigar i'm sure there's other ones but it's not going well with this but that's just my experience nothing against the cigar it's just it's the yeah, pair it's, it's the pair sometimes okay. oh, so i always tell everybody oh nothing try. against the alcohol yeah, it's nothing it's, it's, it's nothing against you the alcohol have to learn, the you got to figure out the pairings and how you match your cigar yeah. with your spirit and if you come here we try to educate also and i always tell people if you're trying a cigar for the first time especially if it's a fairly expensive cigar do not at least not in the, for the first half just drink water with it or don't, yeah. don't put any pairing unless you've smoked it before yeah, you, you're not going to experience you're not going to get the real experience if it's your first time just and straight in, water in addition to that that's why we always ask the individual like hey he's like you know well, pick something out for me all right well what are you drinking because mm -hmm. that's also a big correct you know, for the most part you know when somebody comes through and they are coming into the establishment, whether it's a member or whatever, we usually ask a couple of key questions. And I think that, and I, and I think this is an important to state. For one, in this game, we're probably not respected when it comes to like, you know, being cigar enthusiasts because of the way that we've gone about building our brand. Yeah. It doesn't fit the same confines as every other cigar quote yeah, unquote yeah. we're not but we're not your grandfather's we're cigar, not your grandfather's cigar. We're not. so you know what we do and some people don't know that is that when you do come into the establishment and we do take you into the humidor to start your experience with us what we do is we do ask you for one how is your day going we make sure that you're in the right mind temperament mm -hmm. when we figure out what your mind temperament is and we talk about whether you've ate or you're going to eat because that's a big factor yeah because if you haven't eaten and you're coming in talking about listen. Let I need me get that El Baracho. Yeah, like, yeah. Nah. Let me let me get strong this cigar. Yeah. You guys are easy fans. Slow down. Because I don't want to pick you up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. That's really the truth. Yep. All right. So you know, we try to get gauge their temperament, see if they had something to eat, and then we try to pair with what they brought in to drink. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When we could figure out the profile of you as an individual yeah. during that time, that helps us establish a better starting ground when it comes to picking out the cigar for you to go throughout with your evening or yeah, probably exactly. one or two or I, what I do is if, if they say oh well, just pick something out for me I always ask well tell me a cigar that you enjoy so I can find something you can comparable, compare, comparable yeah. to that yeah. absolutely and as long as it also pairs well with what whatever you, you have like eating drinking and, yeah because whatever. again if you've come in here 
without eating since breakfast. Yeah. You got a, a 90 proof fucking bourbon. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like you're over here talking about, let me get that, like you said, Conway, that borracho, which is yeah. a dapper cigar. Yeah, we're gonna have to call you Uber. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we try to make sure that here at Smoke and Ashes, we give you the full understanding of what your experience is gonna be. Yeah. You know, based off of what you come in with and what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And then we would recommend what we think should go well with your evening the way you've walked in and given mm -hmm. us the Facts. description of. Yes, sir. And if you don't get that type of treatment anywhere else, then... You're in the wrong spot. Yeah, because you can have a tobacconist license and all that, but if you're not making sure you curate to the individual wholeheartedly, then you're not really following their profile. Because just because someone could smoke heavy, it don't mean they're ready to smoke heavy. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, that's just a little something of what we do here, and I know we we follow that to a T. It's something that we do. Definitely, definitely. So and on that note, um, what you rocking with this week? So, being as a new year, I try every you know New Year's. I don't do the whole resolution. I don't really call it resolutions. I call it more of like a, a goals for the year, things yeah. I want to do. So what I'm rocking with is just my excitement for 2022. Mm. Um, 2020, obviously, we know how that year went. 2021 was kind of like the recovery of 2020. So it was up, you know, up and down. But I'm really excited, not only for me individually, but us as a collective of what we have ahead of us, what we have coming to us, the goals and aspirations that we have. And then again, also myself individually. Big things are going Big things, big things. So I'm just excited for 2022. I'm looking forward to it. I think everybody should be with all, you know, everything that's going on. You know, it can be easily to get depressed and get down mm -hmm. because you feel like, you know, there's nothing's going to go right. But I try to stay positive and just think ahead and set goals. So what I'm rocking with is just being positive and being excited about the year, a year coming, you know, the year ahead. Yeah, I definitely do, too. It's crazy because um, ours are kind of similar. That's why I'm going to interject. Go ahead. So with me, um, it's definitely about, you know, uh, what I'm rocking with is more about finding that mental space where you're clear. To be able to operate fully for everything that you want in life. So it touches a little bit on what you, that's why I chuckled a little bit when you started going to that, because Leak is usually, you know, the one that usually hits. We, we usually have, Leak usually is the guy who, tat, you know, hits on one of our thoughts yeah, too, you know what yeah. I mean? So that, that shows again, though, how we think, though, the yeah, synergy. Yeah, so yeah. it's not a knock on anything. No, no, it's more not. of a, 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 a big up. Yeah, the synergy yeah. is everything. So again, like 2021 was hard for me. And I'll sit here and tell you, like, I lost a piece of myself this past year. You know, I, I lost so many people that were directly close to me. Um, I, I, I went through my own personal injury that shelved me for five months out of the year on top of us having to run this business. And what's crazy is people don't realize this. Like, yo, we've ran this fucking business 90% during COVID times. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck it's really like to not run this business without it being COVID. Yeah. Going through it again. Going through it again. Then 97% because realistically we only had it from January to March. And then that after that, you know, we from March on to you know this coming up March is gonna be two years. Yeah. We'll be operating under the you know this the COVID situation out here. And 2021 was real tough. And for everyone out there, because I've shared stories, I've watched people's stories. These past two years have been really hard on people. In many ways, people have lost a lot. Not even just lost lives, they lost a their life you know they lost their job they lost their livelihood yeah. you know they've lost other things and it's the year of being appreciative more than you know worrying about the the things that you do have and for me what i'm rocking with though is about forgiving yourself and 
pushing yourself forward mentally so that you know that, look, there's better days to come. Right now, they might not have been them, but they are better days out there. And it's just about sticking the course. Life is not a one direction thing where it's just, you know, a book and there's a direction course to it. It's gonna have ups and downs, in and outs. You're gonna hit divots, you're gonna go up peaks and valleys, but you have to take the good with the bad because you can never associate the good if you don't know what the bad is. Definitely. So I'm just big on people getting your mind right and understanding that it's okay to chalk up a loss. It doesn't define who you are. What defines who you are is how you get back up. The same way champions are made in boxing, you know, the Yo. same way, you know, in life. You got to get hit to get back up, to get to the next step. Get back on the course. Because very few people actually just hit from day one and make success out of their life without having any struggle. Doing far in between. I, I, I don't even know somebody yeah, to about to say, I, it doesn't really yeah, happen Yeah, it doesn't way. happen at all. Because you can look at all these other guys like Steve Jobs and Bezos and Bezos. Those guys all have stories too. Yeah. So don't let that shit hit you. You know what I mean? That, you know, you know it's that glam and glory. People go through peaks and valleys and stick to them. Stick to yourself. If you need help, get the help. Yeah. Because, again, in our hood growing up, you were soft. Yo, I had this conversation the other day too. Yo, in my neighborhood, there wasn't a therapist. Nah. There wasn't a therapist in my section of the Bronx. Bro. Therapist was that bottle and that weed. Facts. The weed. So, bottle in the blunt. But not for other cultures. Mm-hmm. You understand? It's very common for somebody else to just have a therapist at the age of nine. The irony being, we need the therapist more so than anybody. Exactly, but they That's utilize the they utilize yeah. more of their resources to yep. help them because they knew better. Yep. So, so my thing is just, I'm rocking with just getting your mind right, believing in what you do. Make your plan, stick to the course, and stick close to those people that mean the most to you. Because at any given point in time, this shit can go away. As this times can prove it. You know what I mean? And you know, don't lose yourself in the process. And that's it, man. Real talk, nice. Power, what you got? So, on a lighter note, I told you guys that I went to um, a talent showcase in Brooklyn yes. last month, and. One of the performers there was a comedian named Sam J. So Sam J was would be what you would call a kind of quote unquote butch lesbian. So she has like a, a fade and she wears baggy jeans okay. and hoodies and stuff like that. Okay. But still a woman, right? So when I saw her do the performance, I was like, yo, she's mad funny. Like she's hilarious actually. So I was like, oh wait, you know what? I just realized she has a Netflix special that I've been meaning to check out, but I never checked it out. So I watched it the other day. And I say this to say, I got her contact info. And we're gonna one of the things we're gonna be doing this year, I know we're I said we're members only, but we're gonna be opening it up and inviting the public, you know, two times a month where we're gonna profile like a, a cigar or have a DJ or have some type of event. And one of the things we wanna do is a comedy show. And I definitely wanna invite her. So I'm rocking with her Netflix special. It's called Three in the Morning. If you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. Her name is Sam J, J-A-Y. Nice. And there was this like this little joke she had where she talks about that she has a girlfriend. She said she's in love. She's been with a girl now for a number of years. But that her girl doesn't get the fact that, yeah, I know I dress like a dude, but I'm still a woman. Mm-hmm. She said there was one time, she's like, I'm in the shower. And my girl leaves to go out somewhere, maybe to the store or something like that. And she said, when I get out the shower, she's like, I went to the front door to check the, the lock to see if she locked the door. And she's like, this bitch didn't lock the door. She was like, yo, when she came back home, she was like, yo, you didn't lock the door? She's like, nah. She's like, yo, I know I dress like a dude, 
He said, but you got me in the shower with like the soapy titties or whatever. <laughs> and you think if a rapist just comes by, he's going to walk in and bust in the, in the bathroom and be like, oh, no. Nah. Nah, she, she, good. she, she got a she got a fade. I ain't fucking with fade pussy. <laughs> I ain't fucking with pussy with a fade. Nah, like nah, he's gonna fucking still rape me. Like, yeah. like I don't have the strength of a, of a dude. Mm-hmm. I know I wear baggy jeans and I got the fade or whatever. But like, you just gonna leave me with the soapy titties? Like, <laughs> that's actually funny. She had me cry like in the whole from beginning to end. It's fucking hilarious. So she sounds like one of those artists that that that. Brings her life to the yeah, stage right away. Definitely, yeah. and definitely. She, she showcases who she and, is, and, and, and she addresses the elephant in the room. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, obviously, she's not a dude, but she dresses like a dude, and, and kind of like, you know, dresses and and, 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 and presents herself kind of yeah. like a dude, but talks about her experience presenting that way mm. and how people make certain assumptions. Got it. You know what I'm saying? And it's just she's she's witty, she's smart, she's funny. She's out of Boston. Like I thought, she, I thought she was a straight New York chick. Like the way wow. she just carries herself. Like she has like a flyness to her. You know what I'm saying? It, and it. I don't necessarily, necessarily affiliate that with Boston. No, I mean either. That's what, you that's what New York does to you. Why don't you come here? But yeah, so she lives in New York. Exactly. Yes. So she lives in New York. So I'm rocking with Sam J's Netflix special, three in the morning, and hopefully, and then obviously if we if we book it, we'll definitely confirm it on this show. But you know, I'm rocking with her Netflix special, and hopefully. She'll be performing at Smoking Ashes sometime. Man, that'd be so. dope. You don't be dope too. Maybe we could do a live segment that day with her. That'd be super dope. You know what I mean? And a quick interview right before super set. Super dope. We super set up dope. inside of the art room. Yeah, yeah. Quick interview. That'd be super Go dope. Go to IG and YouTube, you know. I know, I know Reaction Media got our back with that. So we'll no doubt. Really take no care doubt. Of that. No doubt. That'd be super, super dope. Well, season three, episode one. That brings us to the conclusion, man. Like, Pop the cork on that one. Yeah, sir. man. Season three, crazy man. Let's take a shot for that one. Mm. Season three, all with that one. I have completely. That's okay. We have the bottle here. Don't worry about it. We can wait a second. So again, this is a great time to touch into our sponsor, Marvelous Water. Yes, sir. Uh, Big shout out to Marv, and uh, he's doing a phenomenal job out here. He's got uh, 7-Eleven contracts, and listen, if anybody's out there from sports to regular recreation or even to your restaurant, man, if you're looking for a new company that is black owned. And, you know, um, it's alkaline based, which is really big. You know, again, I don't want to say that term too loosely because a lot of people get caught up in the hype of things. You know, I mean, like we, for instance, take our health, you know, you know, serious what we do. You know, we take a lot of things that are not normal to the to the traditional methods of of, of, you know, um, modern medicine, modern medicine. Correct. So, you know, alkalinity is a big thing to have in your waters and the foods that you eat as well. You know, so having your water to be able to be alkaline based, it helps you with your absorption rate. So check out Marvelous Boys, be doing a fantastic job. And with that being said, it is a perfect time to Cheers cap to off. Cap season off, three. Season three. Cheers, bro. Salute. Salute. That's a live, baby. Yeah, man. We appreciate you joining us on this journey. Uh, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on the OIM platform. Um, our link tree is on our website. Um, SNA Live uh, Actually on our IG page On our IG page, page. Excuse me We IG. actually will be launching A website some part in time yes, This year Yes Yes we will Yes we will So And if you haven't been Following us man If you haven't been listening 
Go back to season one. Go back to season two. And you can find us on all the platforms still out there, man. We drop jewels. We drop jokes. Entertaining. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Like you like, said though, that's the big thing too. We not only just is about cigars and booze. We do drop jewels. Yes. Yeah, yeah, man. It's about life, man. Like, like, like I said at the intro, man. If you're just talking about cigars, then you missed the whole motherfucking point. But since we all do, we are talking about cigars. A moment. Big shout out to my father, cigars. Yes, sir. Big shout out to Harriman Somlin. Big shout out to Crown Heads. And again, you know, our spirit of choice for tonight by my choosing was the frog. Uh, big shout out to them and you know look forward to episode two and what else we'll be drinking smoking and talking shit about yes sir and in the words of Shirley Chisholm if they don't give you a seat at the table bring a folding chair we out peace You have just listened to the SNA Live experience. We want to thank you for tuning in with us. We'll be back with another episode. Go!